you have to factor in that you are getting paid. And I'm here to tell you, you need to have that number because something then just shifts in your brain. Your business will provide for you once you put that stake in the ground saying, I need to get paid. And this is how much I need to get paid. Getting into this flow of making sure that you're putting aside for profit, making sure that you're putting aside for paying yourself, gets you to understand where your cash flow is coming from and gets you to ask those uncomfortable questions that are beyond math. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Hey there, my friends, and welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, and this is episode number 89. Today, I have a special guest for you. I am thrilled, and I've been trying to get this guest on the podcast for quite some time and our schedules have just not connected or made, they haven't made connection, I guess, (laughs) haven't made it work. And I'm so excited to introduce you today to April Stroink. She is a money coach. She is a profits first expert. She has her master certificate in profits first. I think that's what she calls it. She's also my money coach. And I've had the opportunity and pleasure of working with April since I think uh, March of 2020. Was that when the pandemic thing hit? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's when it happened. And April's one of those people that I kept hearing about in different circles. Like I would see her on stages. I saw her on webinars. Her name kept popping up as this, you know, really amazing, knowledgeable, no BS kind of person. So just the kind of person you need to help you. Also very heart-centered, passionate, and compassionate. And get this, my friends, she owned a chain of retail stores. She had a, she's very, very well versed in the retail world. She understands what we're going through. She understands our world enormously. And she's just she's been there. And she's so interesting to talk to. And I've it's such a pleasure to have her on. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about the mindset we have around money, how cash hides problems in our business and how it's important to really have a handle on things. And yes, we'll talk a little bit about profits first. And you know, whether you're interested in profits first, and that is the book by Mike Michalowicz. And to be honest, honest, Sometimes I hate admitting this, but I hated the book and I didn't really do much with Profits First and wasn't really interested in it until I met April. And now we are running our businesses with Profits First and I cannot imagine going back. She has been a guest uh, teacher inside my retailer's inner circle and done a um, a masterclass on Profits First and how to get started with that. I've had retailers take that course and one of them 
paid cash for a car this year, you know, a brand new car this year, just by implementing after years and years and years of business and being in business, you know, finally making the profits work even during a global pandemic, right? So I just want you to be open to listening to why the money matters and maybe consider the Profits First program. And maybe it's not for you. It's really, really a great conversation that April and I have, and she's a great resource to have in your back pocket. So she she has shared with us and she'll share with you with us during the conversation, a good resource that you're going to want to not miss. And again, you know, specifically listening to why it matters to pay attention to every dollar in our business. And we can all say we're not good at the money side or the financial side or whatever, but that is key. And if we aren't, and we aren't paying attention, this is where all of this awesome other thing, all the awesome other things that we're doing the marketing, nothing else matters. The customer service, nothing else matters. The merchandising, the building, the customer report, nothing else matters. It's all comes down to the numbers when it really, you know, that's the heart. So we got to get that straight so we can do all the other cool things in our business. And it's totally in our control. So April is going to share tons of wisdom with you today. I hope you enjoy it. And I would love to know your takeaways and let me know what you think. And if you, you know, your thoughts on this podcast as well. All right, my friends, let's get to it. I'm going to introduce you to April. So hey there, friends, and welcome. I'm so excited to introduce you today to my money coach, my friend, a mentor, and all around amazing human. Um, how's that for an introduction? Awesome. <laughs> April, good, uh, welcome to this Creative Shop Talk podcast, April. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So um, let's get started. So our series, we are getting retailers ready for a better year. And I always say a better year because, you know, last year might've been good or not good or whatever. There's always room for improvement. We all have things we want to level up. We all have issues in our business. Um, And I wanted to bring you on first and foremost here to help retailers with their money. (laughs) The conversation we don't have. So can you tell us a little bit about what you do, who you are, and your, you know, your journey to being a money coach? Absolutely. So what I find is that uh, business owners are passionate about their product and service, but not so much in love with the business side of their organization and in particular the finances. So for over 20 years, I've been helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their finances. And my journey, um, I think be similar to your listeners in the fact that I started over 20 years ago, like I said, as a classically trained financial advisor, if you will. Um, So I knew the mechanics of money and how to get people to retirement and to build their safety net and all of those things. But we were never taught about the mindset and the emotion around money. And so what we know to be true is that you can have all of the knowledge on how numbers work, reading your profit and loss statement, your balance sheet, what have you. Uh, But if you don't understand emotionally how you respond to money or what your money story is, it's almost impossible for you to reach those financial goals. So as I was developing my financial practice, my husband and I also owned an outdoor retail business together for over 13 years. And let me tell you, 
I made or we made all of the classic mistakes of retailers, if you if you will. Um, and really, Wendy, it was totally based on mindset because I knew the mechanics of how to run the business financially, but I totally did not recognize both my husband and I, our mindset, and it cost us dearly over those 14 years. Yeah. So that's one of the big reasons I wanted you to come and speak to our audience. I know like we've been working together for a long time and I think it's so common. And again, you've been in my inner circle. You've taught inside my inner circle, my retailers inner circle, and I hear it over and over again. And I see this as a business coach every day, like every day. And I think for, for us to know that it's not just knowing how to read a profit and loss, you knew the mechanics, you knew everything about, like, you were like, and I'm laughing because, you know, a lot of us, like the classically trained, you know, business side is I think almost, um, I'm not saying boring, but like, we don't want to like do that. Right. And you didn't, you know, and so you knew, you knew it, but you weren't applying it because it's also the mindset of it. So it's such a great, and, you know, and to know that you made mistakes. So, you know, I, that's again, why I wanted to bring you on and that you not mistakes, but that you guys fell into the same trap that everybody else, um, not everybody else. I will say 99.9% of the retailers that I've had conversations with or interaction with, we avoid the money side of things, even though that's the biggest thing. It's the biggest part, right? So the mindset and the money are two really big things. So you work, um, you work in such a different way. And that's, again, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on. You work in a different way from that classical, (laughs) you know, you're not just telling people how to, you know, how to do, um, how to, how to read a profit and loss. Here's, you know, that's, we can go to accountants. We can go get information about that. Can you share with us maybe, um, one of the things that you find hard about retailers, hard, hard for retailers to come forward? And I think they don't want to talk about money. That's what I, that's where I'm going with this. I think that we don't want to talk about the fact that we can have a million dollar business and be losing money. You had a thriving business. Yep. Like I would, I knew your business. I didn't know you then. I knew your business back then. It was thriving. Wow. Look at them. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. From the outside, everything always looks so rosy. And we fell into the classic trap of chasing top line revenue Mm -hmm. and chasing top line revenue at all costs, including growing for the sake of growth. And when, so long story short, but, um, my husband went into politics and therefore he had to divest himself of the business. So at that point, I was just a silent partner. Um, and I had to give up my money practice because I had to step into the business and my licensing didn't allow me to do both. So, um, and we had a trusted bookkeeper that was working with us on a full-time basis. And when I got in and really started poking around in the books, what I found out was this person wasn't as capable as they had led us to believe. And that was devastating because this was a trusted employee. Um, like we we had employees steal from us before. Like that's, I'm sorry, but that's kind of part of the game. But when you have someone in the inner circle that you trust and that we, we literally opened locations on books that were not, um, they weren't correct. So it was completely devastating. And I think that's one of the things as retailers is we want to advocate the finances to anybody else because it's a hot potato and we don't want to deal with it. So we give it to our bookkeepers. We give it to our accountants. 
But what we don't understand is that accountants and bookkeepers, they don't speak the same language as we do. They actually have a different language. It's called GAP. And so, you know, what I find is a lot of time retailers end up having their bookkeepers or their accountants telling them how they should be running their business, telling them how they should be setting up their finances. And my business is completely different than yours, Wendy. So why would we ever have the same chart of accounts or have anything set up the same? You can't measure it. So one of the first things that I did was get in and say, okay, I have to understand my metrics here and I have to have a chart of accounts. And that's again, in your accounting system that measures um, what you're selling, what your cost of goods is on each of the, what you're selling, what are your margin makers? And you've got to run those all day long. And so unfortunately, as retailers, we get so attached to our business that sometimes we keep selling things that honestly, we're losing money and we're actually paying people to take it out the door. So our biggest year was 2.6 million in sales and our profit was less than when we were doing a million, consistently doing a million in sales. Because the problem was, is we were just looking at top line and we were not watching our margins and we were not watching our operating expenses. So I think this is a trap that we all fall into. Yeah. And I, again, we see it all the time. It's like chasing the top line, chasing, opening a new location. I have like retailers opening new locations and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they're like, you know, but I have an accountant, I have a bookkeeper, I'm fine. And I'm like, do you understand those numbers? You know, and I think it's overwhelming. Um, um, and I've said this many times and you and I've had this conversation, but cash hides problems, right? So cash is flowing in and, you know, and I, I don't even know if this is the right term, but this is the term I use, you know, like, uh, you know, bank, bank balance budgeting, right? Like if there's, and I hear this again, and I was guilty of this for many years until I understood my numbers in my retail store. Cause again, passion first, cute store, really busy people coming in like you, right? You're $2 million in sales. You were busy, right? So we're busy and busy and we're, you know, we're, we're, the customers are coming in and they're like, I pay bills when I have the cash or I buy inventory mm-hmm. when the cash is in the bank or I, um, you know, and these, these are things I hear all the time, you know, and it's like, oh, I think we're okay. <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, well, next month it'll be better because, you know, I'm expecting, you know, I have a big workshop or retreat or whatever is coming up. So it's like, yuck. Right. So, but where's your money going? And we don't talk about that. And it's squirmy. I'm squirmy talking about it right now. Like thinking about how hard that is, but really it's a math problem. Like the basic, you know, and again, it's the basics, but it's really hard to find somebody to help you with the math problem. So I say, you know, it's, we're selling a million dollars, but if it's costing us, um, you know, if it's costing us almost a million dollars in cost of goods, which retailers don't always all have a handle, as you just said, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's costing us money to take things out the door. And then what are our monthly expenses? Literally like revenue minus cost of goods, minus, you know, minus expenses, monthly expenses, rent and all of the things and payroll. We think that's where we we need, that's the number we need to figure out, but we haven't figured in payroll, our payroll, our payroll. That's right. Retailers aren't paying themselves either. And I see that every day. Um, You know, our payroll, our debt, because everybody's, you know, not everybody, Mm -hmm. but a lot of retailers are carrying credit card debt. And now with the new, you know, all these government loans, it's freaking me out. Like nobody's got a plan in place. So, you know, then it's Mm -hmm. our debt. And then it's also um, profit. There's, there needs to be a profit number at the end of this, you know, equation because we need rainy day and we just it's not complicated math but we're not paying attention to that so 
I, I mean, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is we don't want to talk about it. We have our fingers in our ears going, no, 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 you know, ca- uh, bank balance budgeting, I guess, is what we're all doing. And it's, it's got to stop. Like it's, that's how we're going to get into trouble, right? We can do it for so long. You did it for a few years. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's, it's actually not math. It's yeah. your emotion around True. it. Yeah. And, um, we get so com- we get so attached, like I said, to our business that we see the math. We see the math, but we're so emotionally wrapped up into it that we don't want to see the math. And so we fall to this bank balance accounting. And what that bank balance accounting says, oh my gosh, I have empty shelves. Above all else, I need to fill those shelves so that I can bring more money in. But guess what? You don't have enough margin in that to pay back your suppliers, to pay back your operating costs and to pay back um, the debt that you've incurred. And so it gets into this vicious cycle and it's where you got to really put uh, a stake in the ground. And for me, what was the great greatest thing is I did have a wonderful accountant who was uh, on part of my trusted board of advisors. I feel really strong about having a trusted board of advisors with your business and on that board of advisors needs to be your accountant, needs to be your lawyer, needs to be your banker and somebody who's going to be coaching you. And so for me, my lawyer and my banker and my accountant, we all work together. And um, one of the things was that I knew I, I just didn't want to be in retail anymore. It wasn't my jam. And so I wanted to sell. And it took me five years, starting with the balance sheet, working with my accountant to get it to a place where someone would want to buy it. This is the other thing too. I'm finding this major exodus that people want to sell their businesses. And I'm here to tell you, if a potential buyer is looking at your business and you are not making an income from your business, nobody's going to want to buy that. Yeah. Why would they? Yeah. And so it's really important for a number of reasons that you hit the nail on the head that you have to factor in that you are getting paid. Oh. And I'm here to tell you, we talked about this before the podcast, is that you need to have that number because something then just shifts in your brain and you really have to start paying yourself that. And your business will provide for you once you put that stake in the ground saying, I need to get paid. And this is how much I need to get paid. And then just sticking to that. Because I'm telling you, as soon as you take yourself off of payroll, your business never pays you ever again. I made that mistake. And then for almost 18 months, my business wasn't able to pay me. And so getting into this flow of making sure that you're putting aside for profit, making sure that you're putting aside for paying yourself, it really uh, gets you to understand where your cash flow is coming from and gets you to ask those uncomfortable questions that are beyond math. Yeah, and it, that is so true. So um, it, I mean, obviously it's, it, I mean, it just all makes sense, but we have a tendency to avoid that. So, you know, I did, I avoided that for a long time, those hard conversations. And again, got to get into the flow. We've got to get into, so we did a podcast. I just wanted to list, let our listeners know, I have two podcasts that directly relate to that one. If you want to sell your business, there's a few things that you have to have in place. So we, that's exactly what I, I know I shared about. Um, I, I franchised one of my businesses and I've helped um, facilitate people selling their business. And it's heartbreaking for some retailers. Like you just said, it took you five years. Not everybody has that time. Um, and even if you are listening, let me tell you right now, if you are listening and you think you'll never sell your baby or your business, you know, it's your business. I, I'm here to tell you, I sold mine. So, you know, and I never thought I would, but even if you are just in the right 
um, do all the things to be in the position. You might not want to sell it, but you might have to, you might get sick, something you might have to move. There's things happen. So there's a whole podcast on that. There's also a podcast on, um, paying yourself. Cause I'm a big believer in paying yourself and how, you know, uh, listening and, and working with April has really helped me take regular paychecks. I mean, when I was a retailer, I did. And then I moved into, um, understanding we have to have money again for taxes and, you know, things come up. We can't just, not just profit things happen. We all know COVID shows us, showed us that it's really important to have all those buckets sort of ready to go if you need them to go right. And ready to, to move forward. And it's not as hard as I think we all, um, the mindset, everything, you know, about the money, like our money story is, is, a is a, an important thing to, to talk about, I guess, but it's not as hard to get past that as we all think it is. There's some steps that, you know, we need to take. Um, personally, I hired April to help us implement. Um, she helped us with our money stories with our family. So our, you know, our family money story. And so we knew how much our take-home pay needed to be. And you've helped us with both of our businesses and our personal and we implemented um, Profits First as well. So Profits First seems to be this big, um, scary thing. <laughs> if you read the book, you get overwhelmed and you sort of back off. But the principles of Profit First, and I mean, I'm not here just to talk about Profits First, but the principles, I wish somebody had given that to me when I was 20. I wish Mike Michalowicz had written that book and handed it to Wendy and John when they were 20 and said, here, go forth and multiply. Like, you know, mm -hmm. here's your, I really do. But the book is overwhelming. So sometimes just getting, like you said, help um, on with your trusted advisors and understanding different things. We also have a podcast here on the podcast about having a board of advisory, because I really do think that's important. And I have one. And again, accountant, lawyer, coaches, people that are on your team that are not emotionally attached to it. And that's the key. April would be our non-emotionally attached financial person, you know, because you're not, you're right. We look at our business with these love goggles on. Mm -hmm. We look at our inventory Oh, I know, I know. I'm not making really good margins on that, but oh, I love that product. Yeah. I'm going to put it as a lost leader. That's the word I hear all the time, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this, you know, but it's love goggles. And that, that's what I call it. I know totally dorky, but that's what it is, right? We build these beautiful stores. We buy, you know, fancy merchandise displays or whatever that we haven't figured out. It's all about, you know, and we need to do those things. That's why I share a lot about putting your CEO hat on. <laughs> See, we need to like run everything through the CEO or the board of advisories or your coaches or whoever you need to, because it's easy to go down that mindset path of just being in love with your business and not paying attention to the, the red shining lights over here and the, you know, all the, the, the bank accounts that are not filling up. So, but it's not as complicated. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's just uncomfortable. Would you say that that's right? Or getting uncomfortable I, with your money story? I'm going to go right back to, again, first of all, you need to understand your mindset. Yeah. So if you want to understand your mindset when it comes to money, you can go to my website and on the first page, it says get started and it's going to give you a uh, quiz link to identify what your one of your seven money personalities is. Because anytime you are trying to make a healthy habit that's if you've ever read Atomic Habits, you can't, willpower is just not enough. It needs to mean something to you for, in order for it to stick. 
So for example, the shift I had to make in my mindset, because every Wednesday, every second Wednesday, I couldn't sleep because I was so worried about payroll the next morning. And so I literally wouldn't sleep the second Wednesday, thinking about payroll, payroll, payroll kind of thing. And then that payroll didn't include me, of course. And so it was just this mindset for me of, I I always wanted everybody else to be paid except for me. I couldn't imagine taking a salary if I couldn't pay a vendor or I couldn't pay an um, employee. And then one day I was just, I just called malarkey on that because I was working super hard and not getting paid. And so my mindset shifted that I had to think about my girls. I'm going to get emotional here, actually. And so for me, it was like, I have to provide for my daughters no matter what. So what bypassed me and went to my kids. And that was the mindset shift for me of implementing profit first and saying, okay, yep, I have to take owner's pay. And I can't be on the floor 40 hours a week. And I can't be paying myself an hourly rate that I would be paying someone on the floor. And I'm telling you that mindset shift, mindset shift for me of it shifting past me and beyond me to the girls, that made the math come to, that made the math work. So it's not simple. It has to start with what is your money story? What is your money mindset? Take that quiz and it'll tell you how you approach spending, how you approach saving, how you approach investing. And then you say to yourself, okay, I am a dreamer Mm. or I am a masquerader. I had a client that took it and they said, oh my gosh, I'm a masquerader, which means that I want to have all the fancy things and I'm, I want to have a BMW and I can't afford it or what have you. Okay, you now know that's your mindset. Let's build the math around the mindset so that you'll actually stick to the plan to move your agenda forward. So I would say, Wendy, you first got to know thyself. <laughs> know thyself, know thyself, know thyself. Yeah. And once you know yourself and you know what you will do and what you won't do, and we can channel that to a goal of what really matters to you, you'll follow the math. But until you understand that about yourself, and it's not just about business, it's about getting healthy with your eating habits. It's about going to the gym, all that kind of stuff. I go to the gym because A, I hired a trainer. B, I go with a friend. And C, I put all my workout gear laid out for me in the morning. So I have no excuses. I just jump into it. I have a friend, she actually sleeps in her workout gear so that she will definitely get up and do it. But you've got to have these systems around you that are going to give you success. Otherwise, it just won't work. You'll fall back to your old habits. Well, our, and it's, it, it is so true. Our habits have to, they, our habits have to, and our mindset has to align with our future self, right? And, our, and, yeah. and our future self, what do we want, right? And, and how, you know, and how are we going, what habits are we going to have to change to do that? So and not our, not our, like you said, know thyself. I love that. Cause that's really good. I regularly share that, um, you know, our board of directors are sitting at our kitchen table, right? So if that's important to you, you know, as far as you talking about your girls and like the money coming through you and going to them and, you know, being responsible health-wise for your family or whatever is important to you, if you, your family's not, which it usually is, that's usually the the driving force is why are we doing this? You know, it's to fill our soul, and our passion and our whatever, and our feed our family in, in many ways. And be, you know, we don't want to be this worn out, tired, broke, <laughs> person in front of our families and, you know, and and for ourselves. Right. So again, there's health, there's money, health, there's, 
business health. There's, you know, all around good habits. What do we need to change? I love the workout analogy um, because it's true. So you're preparing yourself. You're setting yourself up for success with your health, with your business, with your working out sleeping in your clothes, whatever you need to do. We need to do the same thing with our money health or our business health, I guess, overall. So understanding ourselves, understanding, I I, uh, will definitely put your, um, we'll put all the links to April's quiz. I I don't know that I didn't know that you had that. I think that's the scare. It's kind of a going to get uncomfortable, right? You haven't taken my quiz? I don't think so. But no, I don't think so. I don't think. (laughs) Oh, but uh, April's definitely, um, very good at pulling out. There's no BS is what I often joke about you, April. There's like, you know, you tell it like it is. And, um, in a very, um, uh, very logical, <laughs> very, uh, great way to help, help us move forward. Right. So you've helped us move forward greatly. Uh, I know you've helped many of my inner circle members, um, in one session inside the inner circle, we've had retailers, um, you know, implement profit first or just change their mindset. The mindset, again, is a big thing. You shared a lot about that inside the inner circle um, so that they're doing different things and they're approaching their business with different ways. And I think that's what we need to. We need to understand that, you know, there's all these stories we tell ourselves, right, about about our money and about what we can do. That's the other thing, too, having the confidence to make those changes. So, okay, I know myself, but now what? Like, you know, I know myself, I know I'm a spender or I know I'm a voider. I had a client yesterday tell me, um, and I thought this is really great on the mindset. She said, I don't want to know my numbers and I don't want to put systems in place because, you know, I'm afraid it's going to, you know, I'm I'm fearful of, you know, so her mindset was, I'm just going to keep avoiding because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to make changes. I like it. I like everything like it is again, the ears and, and you know, and I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> know thyself is that that's your business is going to go to business and we'll, you know, let's start your fire sale. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it's just, you have to know yourself. So I love that. Um, so we'll have those links. Harsh, on there. Wendy. <laughs> What's that? I said that was harsh. Well, it, well, it's, well, it's true though. I mean, we have to, I'm not harsh. You guys know me, you know, my heart is not being harsh, but it is, you know, she wants change. We want change or we want things to be different. And I think that was, um, maybe even my approach to it again, I'm going to probably cry now, but like you've helped us figure out our wrap our minds around everything that we do in our business, um, way for the better. It helps my my business, my family, my life, like making these mindset changes, or again, knowing myself and knowing what I need and how I need to approach all of these changes. And, you know, it, it, for me, it's a ripple effect. It's helping my retailers too. Right. So, you know, again, I know the mechanics of running a retail business. I know how to read a profit and loss. I've been running businesses for, you know, I think we're almost to 30 years now, you know, of of being self-employed, but that's the, that's just the, like you just said, it's just the, the, the fundamentals. It's why, why are we, you know, why were we doing things and why were, you know, how are we? Yeah, well, this is, this is one of the things that I find most business, there's all this big, I don't know if it's Simon Semek or whatever started this whole trend about what is your why? And I think for most business owners, we can, we can, you know, rhyme off our why pretty easily. Um, so for example, I work a lot with, um, healthcare professionals, pretty easy for them to rattle off their why retailers, same thing. Like I wanted to provide for my clients. I wanted them to have a great experience. I wanted them to get outdoors. I wanted outdoors available for all, but what we don't take the time to sort of analyze is what is your financial why? 
because I can guarantee that you didn't get into this business to put a second mortgage on your house, to not sleep at night because you don't know where payroll is coming from. Like you could be doing all these great things for the community and your clients, but if you're not meeting your financial why, just like you said, Wendy, you're going to go out of your business, going to go out of business. And then if not you, then who is going to be left to support your clients and your community and your mission? So you have to, you have to make money to be there for your clients and your community. Yeah. I think, well, I think it's our responsibility to serve and to stay in business. That's what we have to do. We talked about this a lot during the, you know, during the pandemic, if you really believe in what you're doing and your value to your community, you're, you know, a lot, I work with a lot of like small independent specialty retailers and they offer such amazing things for, you know, really? and if they all go out of business, if we all go out of business, it's going to be big box stores and Walmarts, which is like, Oh, breaks your heart. So it's our duty and responsibility to keep our businesses in business so that again, our financial why is met as well, as well as our big why, or which is, you know, keeping, uh, keeping cool things going. I, I, is there, so can you give us any like really quick, quick wins? So we're going to go to your page. Uh, I, I mean, not quick wins, but quick steps. Like where we, where do we get started? We, we're going to, we're going to take your quiz. That's one thing we're going to understand our mindset around all of this. Is there, are there other steps or anything else that you'd like to share with us that we can Absolutely. make it easier? So, and I'm also going to give you um, the first five chapters of Profit First for free, because uh, those are the, those are the chapters. So I'm going to give that to you, Wendy, you can give that to your listeners. Um, but as Wendy said, I wish I had read Mike's book um, 14 years ago when we started the retail business. Honestly, in the first chapter, it was like he was telling my story when he told his story. Yeah. And so if nothing else, um, open up a separate bank account and start putting in money to it for, for profit. And honestly, Wendy, I don't care if it's $50 a month, $100 a month. I started this with a retailer that I work with and we started putting, she just started putting money in. We didn't, this is the thing about the book, like the book you have to remember, Mike studied the top 7% of businesses of profitability. That means across all industries. So it wasn't retail specifically, it wasn't restaurants. And we know the margins in both of those industries are completely different than what Mike's talking about in the book. If you just try to implement what Mike's talking about in the book, you'll be super frustrated and it won't work. And then you'll get back to that, go back to your old habits. So just open up a separate bank account, a savings account so that it's not, there's no fees attached to it and start putting some money away on a consistent basis. But again, it needs to be 50, 100, what have you. So I did this with a retailer that um, I work with and she started paying herself Um, and she started, she didn't need when we did her personal side of things, she didn't need a million dollars. She has very modest lifestyle, but she needed X amount and she wanted to start putting away for a home and she wanted to start investing in her RRSPs. So we calculated that of what the store needed to produce in order for her to have that number. And lo and behold, when she had that number, she started to hit it. And she started to put money into her profit account. And she actually took 1% of what was in her profit account and gave it back to the planet. And now she's a B Corp, by the way. So super cool. But when the recession, when the, sorry, when COVID hit, there is going to be a recession, but we won't talk about that today. <laughs> I know, I was like, when, another conversation for another day. For yes. another time. <laughs> but when COVID hit, lo and behold, she had almost $8,000 in that profit account. And what she was able to do with that is to go to her landlord. And she had options at that point, right? And she was able to, 
She was able to uh, negotiate her rent during the times that she was locked down. She just had this peace of mind of having this safety net. Mm -hmm. And she continued to be able to pay herself during the pandemic. When her doors were closed, she totally switched on to online sales. She was able to keep putting into that profit account. She was still able to give the 1% to her community, but it was this whole mindset thing. And so opening up a bank, separate bank account and start funneling money in. And my suggestion to you as well is have that bank account, not at your primary bank because out of sight, out of mind and start putting that money aside and not looking at it and not touching it and just getting started on, on the building those healthy habits, you'll be amazed at how much your mindset will shift. Yeah. That's such great advice. It's, it's so, you know, as we're going, as we're growing in 2022 and you want to make a shift, that's like such a simple thing. If you don't want to like, you know, let's, I, I recommend to retailers to read profits first or listen to it or watch some of Mike's, you know, understand the concepts behind it. If you just, just do anything, right. <laughs> My inner circle members, I highly encourage if you're listening to go watch um, April's session that she did with us, but that's such a great thing. And then just opening that little bank account. And I always say, and people are always freaked out about all the bank accounts you're supposed to open with profit. You don't have to, you open one and start funneling a little bit of money in there. And start paying yourself. I mean, it's such a simple thing, but it seems overwhelming. So I have a story and I don't know if I've shared this with you, but I have a retailer who, um, yeah, opened a bank account, started funneling money into it. I don't know, kind of in a like, I don't know, let's see what happens. And I think it was like a 1% kind of funnel, like, you know, like just 1% of her sales, but 1% of your sales, think about your annual sales. If you put that in a bank account, it's crazy pants when, if you're, you know, doing really good, doing well, or it doesn't matter what you're doing, I guess 1% is amazing. Um, so she was putting in money and she started paying herself. And then recently, and I didn't know this, we didn't talk about it. We weren't coaching through it or anything. And recently she sends a picture of her standing next to a car and pointing at a new car, her first new car she ever bought. And she paid cash for the car after being in business now, to be fair, I think she split the car with her partner, but like, you know, she paid her half in cash and she's, you know, she was first brand new car. First time she paid for anything. And she's had her retail business for, I want to say nine or 10 years. Like she's been in business for a long time. And the first year she's paying herself like the first year and all of these years, she's taking your rig, not just a little bit here and there, you know, when she Mm -hmm. feels worthy of it, you know, or, you know, so what a, what a high, like, I mean, we were all like high-fiving and celebrating and, you know, in my group, but that's like, that's amazing, right? It's like little shifts. And that was her mindset around that. And she, mm-hmm. she, like, we, we have to shift the mindset. It was almost like this. Yeah, I deserve, I deserve a paycheck <laughs> to make a paycheck, you know? And interestingly enough, her, her, um, she's also a really good example of her revenues were way down, but her profits were up. Right. She got really tight on her numbers. She started paying attention. She was listening. Mm -hmm. So we can do, we can do this with small shifts. It doesn't have to be big things, understanding our mindset, making that choice. I think that's what you're telling us. We have to make a choice to flip our, flip the switch on our mindset Mm -hmm. and understand and final thing. And, um, just start small with, you know, um, so we're all going to read the first five chapters. Thank you for, for sharing that with us. Um, and again, the book is, you know, interest. I, I I will agree. The first five chapters are the yummy part. (laughs) 
the yummy part of the, the, you know, really good way. And we're going to open a bank account. Those are great steps to just start funneling a little bit in. So we can all get started with 2022. Um, I highly encourage um, those of you who are interested in taking it further to reach out um, either to April or to myself, get yourself an advisory board, get yourself some people that you can trust and help you make your, um, make those shifts that are not uh, wearing the love goggles. <laughs> They're not wearing the love goggles because I think that's really important. Anything else you want to share with us, uh, April? I appreciate your time. I know we're running late, and I but I think we could talk all day about this. But appreciate your time. Anything else? There's so much more. I know, but uh, <laughs> but I just want to um, you know, retail's hard. Yeah. Um, and it's it's only getting harder. And I just want to acknowledge everybody who is working retail. Uh, we, my husband worked in retail since uh, university. We actually bought the business that he worked at when he was in university. And, you know, we made a really good lifestyle out of the business, but it was, again, um, the growth for growth sake alone was kind of our demise and, and uh, really chasing that top line revenue. So, but we need small retail. Because small retail um, and and independent businesses are, and this sounds cliche, but they are the backbone of the community. My husband and I intentionally slashed our advertising budget to give money to grassroots um, organizations. So that enabled Indigenous children to go to camp. It allowed building a camp for children with disabilities. That's what our business did. So it's really important that you stay in business for the community that you serve. And in order to do so, you need to put your profit first. That's so that's such a great way to end. It's so true. Doesn't it? It does sound cliche, but it is important. It is important that we stay in business and give back to our communities and do all the amazing things. And even just, you know, not even just, but being that place that people need us to be and so that we can give back and be part of our communities. Nobody, I don't know. I don't want to see the demise of small business and I don't think it is. So again, we have to run a business. We have to run it with our business hat on too, right? So we have to have profits first. So I thank you so much, April, for being here today. Um, I'm going to make sure that we have all of your links and connections and um, we'll have that quiz already. We'll send everybody over to grab your quiz as well too. We'll have the link for that. I really appreciate you doing that. And uh, the chapters for your, for the, um, for the profits first. That's wonderful. I know um, April works directly with, uh, she's a, a master. Do you want to, what, what is your title now with Mike, with the profits <laughs> first? You're, you're a master. You have got your master's in profits yes. first. So I've been working with Mike McCallowitz, the author of Profit First among many books. He just came out with another one. But one of the things that Mike always says is, is you can read the book, but the book is a one size fits all. And that is why he's developed coaching around Profit First. So I'm a Profit First professional, have been so, so since 2017 and have reached mastery level, which means I'm coached directly from Mike um, so that my clients get the advantage of everything that I learned from Mike directly gets translated to my clients. So um, yeah, I encourage you like everything when you're looking to level up in your business or your life or what have you, working with somebody who is committed to the success of your business, but maybe is not attached 
um, emotionally is so very important. And so, yeah. And I, I just want to thank all my clients because it's because of my clients that I've reached mastery level. I have helped thousands of business owners, especially during COVID. And it's because of that guidance that my business has flourished as well. So that's, that's my why, uh, which goes hand in hand with my financial why too. Yeah. It's, it's been such a pleasure working with you. I need to share that with my audience. Um, I cannot, um, and you are right. It's not a one size fits all. And I think that's what a lot of people, that won't work for me. That won't work for me. But I've also seen you um, give back. I have, um, April lives in Nova Scotia where I live. And I've seen April like so massively help so many people during, I, I can't even, I don't even know how you kept track of how many people you've been helping in the programs that you, because you were so committed to just seeing people make it through, I guess, make it through or, you know, support them through. So it's been, it's been a privilege and a pleasure to watch you uh, do that for others and see, again, I know, I know your why, I know why you're in business to give back and to support and you genuinely care about uh, retailers. And it's been a like that comes to me. And I feel like that's what I give to my people. And, you know, it's, it's this great ecosystem of, of, um, giving back and, and it just keeps coming back around and around. So thank you for being here. I feel like I'm going to cry because it's been such a monumental change for us. And I know, you know, that, um, but I want my listeners to know as well too, that making those changes and doing those hard things and finding the trusted people that you can, um, lean in on. And, <laughs> I love it. You know, you're right. They're, they're not, they're not attached to your business. It's really important. So, so thank you for being here. You're welcome. Wendy. And uh, we'll make sure we have all those links. So thank you everybody. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the creative shop talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week. And I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.